0: check check my check fire is-
1: Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires,
0: Pro Taper, and Get Data.
2: On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis.
3: Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's Thursday, August 19th, 11 a.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening, man. Appreciate it. Lots to talk about. Buds Creek this weekend. Man, there's only four more left. Buds, Ironman, Paula, Hangtown. And that's a wrap on the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. So 702-586-7857. Going to have Jason Thomas and Chris Kiefer on the show today. So lots to get into when it comes to uh, the the series and MXGP and and Supercross next year and Silly Season or uh, whatever. Whatever you want to talk about, man. Really, really appreciate it. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We are giving away a Fly Racing Formula helmet and some FMF goggles uh, on the show. So it's really, really simple to win. Just uh, call in and ask a good question. It's that, it's that simple. So, uh, again, uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, their 2022 line continues to push the boundaries and innovation and style. The all-new Formula CP helmet offers Rheon technology at an eye-popping price. Improvements extend to the Evo and Kinetic lines of gear because... Last year, they uh, changed the light line quite a bit. This year, they focused on the Evo and Kinetic. With the market-leading Formula helmet uh, changing brain protection and Zone Pro goggle making the podium debut this year, Things have never looked brighter for Fly Racing. Check out the new line of Fly Racing at Fly Racing USA on social media. Thank you to FMF as well. Uh, FMF was born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For nearly 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and and speed, man. Uh, So Savachi, Bogle, Osborne, uh, Peters, Osby, Lopes, uh, Grant Baylor. A lot of guys using the new FMF goggle. Go to at FMF Vision on Instagram to follow everything. Go to FMFRacing.com to learn more about the Power Bomb. And Powercore Goggles from FMF. These guys never stop innovating. As well, thank you to the folks at ProTaper. Rockstar Husky, of course, long, long time users of the ProTaper brand. They got the Star Racing Team this year, so they're crushing it with uh, those guys. Chaparral Honda, Cody Shaw, Carson Mumford uh, doing well using ProTaper. They got the Sella, the Self-Engaged Launch Assist, which is the first start device that you can easily set by yourself. They got the MicroBar, which is really, really cool if you have a little kid with little hands and he needs little bars and little grips. Look into that MicroBar. Really, really good idea. Protaper.com, they've been a leader in motocross control components since 1991. I want to thank the folks at Maxxis Tires, of course. You maybe haven't thought about Maxxis for a long time. And uh, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, uh, trailer tires, MXSTs were developed by Jeremy McGrath and are used by the Maxxis SGB Cowie team. Right? Uh, So good stuff there. Maxis.com for more information. And get an Athena. Athena is the point of reference in the market for the production of complete gasket kits for motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and Harleys. They they offer high-performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, connecting rods, engine valves, clutches, and more. So please check that out. If you want a discount on anything from Athena or get uh get has the uh, two-stroke and four-stroke ecus and get has the rpm dashboard uh lots of things going on with the folks at get if you want a discount from get or athena use the contact form at pulpamex.com and send it to us and uh, we'll make it happen right uh so please check it out and uh thanks to those sponsors for making this show happen thank you you people for listening 702-586-7857 we got a few lines open taking your calls holding things down over there he's back in everybody the Tits, ledger, tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. Oh, that's a busy week for you. Yeah. Week, yeah. Yeah. You can turn the light on over there. He's sitting in the dark, everybody. There's a, I sit He's in the, in the dark. half of the studio where the lights are on. I'm on lights on half. He's in the dark.
4: Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a good reason for it other than I don't mind it.
3: Okay. All right.
4: Mm. Well. All t- the sun coming in yeah. through this same window that was burning me alive on Monday. <sighs> Tits Works. being in
3: the dark is such a metaphor for his life, everybody. Uh, so please check that out. Like I said, JT and Chris Kiefer coming up on the show. Uh, I want to talk to both of these guys about Ken Rocks, and he was simply dominant at Unadillo. 1-1, he led every lap but three, and he's the fastest qualifier. And so, like, why can't he do that all the time? We know we, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's super hard to do that. But I think as we get further into this thing, and I'm going to bring this up with JT, I – well, let me just save it for JT. I don't want to ruin the, ruin the uh, surprise for you guys. Uh, also coming up here, Bud's Creek this weekend, of course. Um, good track. Uh, really, really uh, fun track to ride when it's prepped right. I, don't, I think they're going to run it counterclockwise, right? They probably have to run it that way, I think, since that new start. I think they've run it clockwise once or so. But we're going to get JT on the line here right away. Uh, FlyRacing.com's own Jason Thomas coming up first. Uh, big news, uh, well, I guess it's big news, Justin Brayton re-upped with the Moto Concepts guys, well, I guess re-upped, he was at Muckoff last year, for that he rode for Moto Concepts, and now he's riding back for the uh, uh, MCR guys, so that'll be uh, interesting to see, uh, JB. I- thought he was leaning towards retirement to be honest um and then sometime maybe like a couple months ago i started hearing these rumblings and uh, I, I talked to him and con- he confirmed it i couldn't really put it out there yet just because he asked me not to but yeah he's uh back jb10 so uh wygant very very happy about that uh he's signing up for supercross and in the press release it was announced it was his final year right so um yeah basically so what we know um we know that it'll be next year will be final year for um, uh, Justin Brayton. Also news, Aaron Plessinger is back uh, for Bud's Creek. Bad crash, like liver and uh, chest or something he was saying. And uh, we all saw him uh, loop out over there and the bike landed on him. But he's back for Bud's Creek. So I'm, I'm surprised at that. But that's awesome. Uh, AP, uh, a true American hero. Awesome to see him back for Bud's Creek this weekend. I look for Eli Tomac to be better. He's never been great at Unadilla. He's won there before, but he's never been great. Uh, 3-7 on the day at Unadilla for him. I think Bud's will be a very good track for him. I think at this point, with everything that Ferrandez was saying at uh, after the podium, I think Ferrandez is going to try to put it into a little bit of a conserver mode uh, here as we go forward. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. 702-586-7857. Giving away a Fly Formula helmet uh, and FMF goggles on the show today. And uh, please, give us a call. Let's talk some uh, motocross. Let's talk Supercross, MXGP. If you want to talk uh, street bike racing, uh, JT will be on right now. So he can uh, also take your calls on there. Speaking of that, uh, from Fly Racing of flyracing.com, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT?
2: Not much. Do you think there's ever a chance you get into MotoGP?
3: Dude, I I can't. I, I listen. I'm sure it's good. Uh, you know, a lot like, of is this,
2: is this where you're going to tell me you already have too many interests and you're already too busy and yeah. you don't have room?
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have room for MXTP in my life. I
2: want to know which excuse you were going to, and I. I- I felt like that was the one you were pulling
3: out. Right, right. Thank you. Okay. Well, when you follow hockey like I do, which you don't, I, and no. you don't follow baseball at all, and you, uh, you were only—I mean, one percent. You were okay, one and percent, and I really like it. And in Canadian Moto, you know nothing about, and I'm I'm balls no, deep in can, in Canadian Moto. No, not true. Um, you know, so like I've got this stuff going on, and so my Canadian Moto is your street bike racing, right? Like that's that's where it's at. So I I don't have time. Um, hmm. All right. Uh, before we get to Bud's Creek, JT, the big news this week, uh, Justin Brayden re-upped, uh, well, didn't re-up, went back to the Moto Concepts team for what in the press release he said was his final um, year of racing. Can you confirm that he will be in fly for next year?
2: That's the plan as of right now. Uh, we have a, uh, a working verbal agreement that that's going to happen. So, uh, I mean, we have a contract with Justin, so I'm um, going right. mean, unless- Everything goes awry and, and something goes a different direction than I think it's going to go. Um, yeah, yeah, but, we're, we're yeah. very uh, adamant about you know continuing on with Justin as well.
3: But the team had a gear sponsor, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, obviously, course, yeah, yeah, of course, that's yeah. why uh, JB staying with Fly is he would love to, and you guys have a great relationship. So I'm wondering if the team is relaxing its gear deal. So
2: I, I think, and I shouldn't speak on this with fact, but I think that they've had some sort of. Talk about that um, because, I, from what I know, Justin is, is very. Um, he definitely wants to stay with us and we want to stay with yeah, him. Yep. So,
3: But um, it doesn't sound like it's a done deal. Yeah. 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 And, yeah.
2: and I don't know the specifics, right? right. And, and I had to ask those questions too. Um, but I have a feeling that he, he definitely ends up wearing fly.
3: What do you think of him going back to uh, Moto Concepts, the muck off team um, that you, uh, you guys supported last year? I don't know what the status is of that. I, I asked around a little bit, and I think they're still up in the air coming back. But JB wasn't really waiting. He was going back to Moto Concepts, and um, uh, Mike Genova and him have a good relationship. What, what do you make of that move?
0: Well, you, you think, you'd think you have to
2: think that Australia has something to do with it. You know That, that was such a huge part of Justin's relationship with the Muckoff team, who, who was owned by a, a gentleman named Yariv. And they had a lot of success together, but there was – those two programs were joined at the hip, right? Um, Justin would sign and ride for Ureve's team in Australia, and then Ureve decided to run an American team. Well, since COVID, you know that Australian series has really kind of gone down the drain. Like they they can barely get races off down there. The um, yep. Supercross series I don't even believe happened. So I think that changed the dynamic for Justin, and I think he looked at this last season as, as he claims and says, "Okay, what's the best situation for me, and what's." Remove, I'll show you, out of the equation because who knows if I'm ever going back there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that just ended up being uh, MCR.
3: But if he does go to Race Australia, he'll ride for your I guess, if it happens. Yeah.
2: Right. And, but, I mean, if you if you pay attention to kind of what's going on, they're so far away yeah. down there from having any sort of Supercross season. I mean, it, it's it's really dire down there i don't think the numbers are dire but the situation and how serious they are taking this is dire for supercross racing
3: yeah yeah we'll see uh certainly um so going back to motor concepts for jb i would i'm I'm guessing i imagine honda is on board with a with a good bike and good equipment um i don't see any reason why i mean he made the podium last year i don't see any reason why on his day he could do it again and he could be a consistent top seven eight guy
2: yeah, and I think he brings a lot to the Honda crew, right? He's he's really close with Kenny, which you know gives Kenny uh, stability at the at the practice track and just around the races, which I, I think Honda has always kind of appreciated. And I think he's a, he's a good tester too. You know, when you have a younger guy like Sexton, um, and, you, and then you bring in a guy like Brayton who's got decades of experience, and especially with factory Honda equipment, he can you know I think. Get them on the right track, right? If they get lost, which happens, right? I don't know a better way to put it, but you've seen this, right? Guys get lost in settings and they have no idea what they're doing with the bike anymore because they change so many things. I think having a guy like Brayton can bring some stability there and be like, no, we need to get back to this. Like you guys are trying way too much stuff. Like this is this is the road we need to be going down. Um, and I think it's just it's just that elder statesman to be around, you know, the Honda crew. He's not on their team, but you know how that's going to work. He's going to be practicing with them at the yeah. Honda track and all yeah. that
3: stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Vince is going to ride two fifties from what I hear. So, you oh, know, wow. him, him okay. and, him and Vince have gotten into it before. And Vince has gotten yeah. into yeah. it with a few riders, uh, everybody. a few riders over the years. He and, um, everybody, and, and so he is going to ride two fifties. So that might be a little bit, cause there was, Hey, the last time JB was there, there was tension.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I've spoken with JB about it several times and it's the same problem that I had with him when I was racing and the same problem I have with him after racing is I, he, the decisions he makes on the racetrack are really hard to live with sometimes.
3: So that's what it is. All right. we got a lot of fly fly racing questions uh, on the line here. So we should – I want to talk to you about Buds because you're super biased about Buds, and I want to know Mm -hmm. about the weather about Buds. But let's get these phone calls because some of these are good. Um, All right. Jimmy's on four. Jimmy, what's up? You got a question about JB? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, you know, I saw the announcement he's going back to MCR, and if I remember correctly – so he'd actually been with uh, factory Honda on two separate occasions uh, and now going back to Moto concepts for the second time. Yeah. Uh, other than J Mart who returned a star, which obviously I don't think is quite the same. Um, but is there anyone that's returned to a team like that? Or does this just kind of really speak to JB's character? And I mean, I mean, if you go off of weed, she's, He's the next yeah. Jesus.
3: But. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't go off Weech. Uh, no, yeah. Damon Huffman rode for Suzuki twice. Uh, Larry Ward rode Chad for Reed. Suzuki twice. Chad Reed rode for Yamaha twice. So it certainly happened. But your, Jimmy, your point too a little bit is Brayton went to two teams twice. <laughs> so, right, right. So that's a little different, JT. do anybody, anybody went to two teams twice?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the <laughs> starter there is you need a really long career to do anything like that. So you start disqualifying a lot of guys pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, that's that's – pretty incredible to do um yeah i don't know maybe uh maybe clinton uh could uh with three left down could pull that somehow
3: (laughs) yeah i think i think you're right though uh uh, um jt uh uh, jimmy's right like jb generally leaves a positive imprint on the teams he's on when he leaves when he comes back oh wait jimmy didn't he ride for jgr twice
1: Was he? He was a fill-in at first, wasn't he?
3: No, I don't think he was ever a fill-in. I got a. Did he just ride for them once? I don't know. Okay, I don't
1: know. But anyways, JT, going going back to what JT,
3: going back to what Jimmy was saying, it's Brayton's. It's a. It's a positive character trait of Justin Brayton that these teams are. Are you know um, hiring him? Yeah, of
2: course. I think it's. uh, It speaks to him always leaving on good terms. You know, and you leave the door open when you leave, and and sometimes you need a change. It, It doesn't have to always be. The team, it can just be the model of bike that year. You don't like it, right? And you don't want to be on that bike anymore. It doesn't mean you want never want to be on that team again. So you end it professionally, and then
1: maybe things change in a couple of years.
3: Right. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, of course. If, if there's time, I
1: do okay. have one quick question. So regarding fly, and, and maybe I'm reading into this wrong, but it seemed like uh, years ago their strategy was to get as many guys in fly uh, gear as possible. Um, so it was more quantity and, and this sounds wrong, but quantity over quality. Um, because obviously they had guys like Kennard and, and, uh, Short that obviously were top tier, but it seemed like there was a lot more privateers, that sort of thing. And as they've kind of progressed, they've, they've moved to more of getting the bigger names, uh, like Osborne, who obviously is unfortunately out right now, but less guys and more. Of the higher caliber guys, is that like, and was that an actual strategy? Because it kind of seems like FXR is following suit now, but or is that just kind of me reading into it? Well, you're you're right, but um, you kind of answered your own
2: question. Uh, It's not been a strategic move to sponsor less guys or help less privateers or anything like that. I just think there are more brands willing to do that, right? And and you named one. FXR has been really proactive and helping a lot of guys too. So I think before we were, we were ending up helping people by default because no one else was. Um, So at times Uh it was overwhelming how many guys we had, but yeah. now there are other brands that are stepping up and helping these guys. So, yeah, of course, we're, we're always open to those conversations, but there are just more yeah. brands out there helping. So, and think um, about
3: – Jimmy, sorry. Think about JT, Fly, helping up the Teddy Parks experience for as long as mm-hmm. you guys uh, did yeah. with, with, I don't know, 20 guys under his tent at times wearing Fly yeah. Racing. You know, back before this – this is before Brayton, before Osborne and all that. Um, yeah. yeah was, and, and that
2: program still goes on today. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's still a, a really big part of our program. And, and we've always been a grassroots based. Uh, pro, you know, we're so dealer oriented that that brings that grassroots uh, aspect to it. But I think you uh, know, a couple things things have happened there. You know, when you when you look back, we really didn't have the means, nor should we have been going after a Chad Reed or a James Stewart or any of those guys. Like we, we we were not ready as a brand and I was racing during that time, but I could have told you that the brand wasn't ready yet. So just like our goggle program where that was the first year, last year, we probably could have done it two years before that, but we weren't ready as a brand to take that step. You know, all of the pieces of the puzzle weren't really together. And if you try to go too early, you just end up failing and you take huge steps backward as far as uh, you know the public perception of your brand so anytime we make moves like that you know b- sponsoring supercross or taking a step with really high caliber championship level riders you have to make sure that all of the pieces are there you have all of the premium level equipment that they need built and in production and you know worked through and tested otherwise you're just setting yourself mm-hmm. for a huge failure on on the biggest stage
3: all right, thanks, Jimmy. Okay. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, hey, appreciate it. Right. Appreciate the content and the time. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Thank Jimmy. you. Rachel's on five. Rachel, what's going on? You got a fantasy? Hey, question. Hey, how you doing? Good. You got a fantasy question? Yeah.
4: Um, actually, I wanted to start off by saying that fantasy
0: is terrible, and I can't wait to play again because my six-year-old <laughs> barely like knows anything
4: is winning. Yeah. Um, but I guess my question kind of deals with fantasy, but I was kind of hoping to like get your opinion on like when you look back. Like, who do you think has come the furthest this season? Like, from where they started to, like, where they're ending.
3: What do you think, JT?
2: That's a really good question. I'm um, trying to think of who would be kind of most improved, which I think is kind of what you're asking, right? Um, yeah. Hmm. And which, 450 or
4: 250?
0: Um, both, if you have
4: an opinion okay. on,
2: on both. I know it's not Jet Lawrence because <laughs> the amount of hype from Daniel Blair and Jason Wygan at Houston – this year was enough to make me want to leave the house we had rented for the week. Um, must improve. I w- I'm going to say Cody shock. Um, I know that's one that we've been throwing around a lot, but I-, I just don't see how you can't pick Cody shock from his supercross success to his outdoor success. Um, in both classes, he's just taken gigantic strides forward.
3: Yeah. Right. Shocks. Shocks. A good one for sure. Uh, um, in two fifty class, I mean uh, Dylan, Sh- uh, uh, Dylan Schwartz outdoors has been great, but indoors wasn't so good. Like he missed a bunch of races, he got hurt and stuff like that. So uh, there's a few guys. Not troll train, not troll train this year, uh, Rachel. So um, yeah, okay. in, in two fifty class, uh, I, I'm gonna go. I think somebody that's you know been crushing it a, a lot on two fifty class probably. Fantasy-wise, Masterpool had some up and downs. When he's good, though, he gets a lot of points. Uh, maybe Volan, JT? in out- well, I guess Volan got hurt in Supercross. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: and he started so strong. Yeah. He's riding really well, but God, that first moto, he was good at Paul. Yeah, too.
3: yeah. Um,
2: I didn't expect that, though. I-, I would say he was probably, this outdoor season has put in rides that I did not expect. I didn't think he would be that good.
3: Right, right. Um, yeah. All right, Rachel. Thanks. Thanks for the question. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, all right, we got a few more calls here for JT. Um, Marks, what what line is uh, Spunk Nasty on? You don't have the line here. Uh, you know, you know another one. Tiff, another
2: one so would be what's, good. What's, there, Steve. What's your name would on? be uh, Plessinger would be a good one there, too. Yeah, good point, right? He's taking huge steps forward. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. I mean, there was a point where we were like, well, hey, J-Mart's going to get that ride because J-Mart. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was out of there. Right, Jmart got promised a 450, and he is leaving, but only because he wants to, right, because he's making a lot of money. So uh, we got uh, Tyler on, too. Tyler, what's up, man?
1: Hey, how's it going today?
2: Um, I had a question about, I know you guys always talk about how Supercross is more important to the teams in their eyes. more people viewing it. But do you guys ever see that? I don't know if even if they have it now, but like a combined point total championship for both outdoors and indoors to maybe bring the importance of racing both series. Because like I said, well, a lot on your show that you haven't had somebody
0: repeat since 2016,
3: 17. Yeah, they had that for a few years, but it was because there was a sponsor, right? First, it was Wrangler, and then I think it was uh uh I mean, this might have been wrangler both years the reason they did it um was they had a sponsor who wanted to do it right so then they they said okay this is what we're gonna do this was before they had permanent numbers though so um it was all combined it was wrangler uh gnc grand national championship and bailey won it and and uh i forget who won it the other year and so there was a sponsor for it so i guess there would have to be a sponsor now but with permanent numbers tyler how are you gonna do it right like I mean, can Kenny? The weirdest thing ever was Bailey running number one with a yellow on blue, and Brock Lover running number one as the defending champion. So, Roxon's leading the total points right now. Tyler, would you want Ferend or Cooper Webb and Supercross to run number one, and then Kenny Roxon run a different color number one? I, w-
1: I was more or less thinking of just, I guess, the people. You would be the defending indoor champion, so you would run it if you won that single championship like we'll keep the two single championships but
0: have like an overall combined one too just to make yeah. bring the more importance to outdoors
3: yeah I, I don't know I, without giving him a number one plate who cares right i don't know uh, uh jt what are your thoughts on that
2: i actually like the idea i just as you guys are kind of discussing executing it would be really problematic there there's just so much confusion now you know when someone tunes on to like or our shows up to a race for the first time or, you know, turns it on for the first time, which I know there's a lot of talk about who cares about them, right? <laughs> let's just, let's just cater to the people that pay attention, but man, just different numbers and different series and who's winning what and what, like why, yeah. what's the whole deal going on. But for us, the loyal viewers and, and fans, I'm all for it. Like it's a, it's a really cool new aspect and, and why not, why not reward, being strong in both disciplines with something. Like put a points fund together or something,
3: right? Yeah, I mean, we don't even have a points fund for the nationals. Yeah and hey, just throw it
2: at uh, Kenny at the end of the Motocross championship like they did at Eli with the triple crown. Yeah. Hey, here he,
3: you go. Yeah, the the uh where they gave Eli the trophy for the uh, triple or uh, the um what was it? Where they gave Eli the trophy for oh yeah for the supercross hey, triple, crown. The, triple crown. Yeah, yeah you're the or champion of super that? of the triple crown and Eli was like, Oh, okay. Cool, bro. Yeah.
2: He's like, I don't know what this is. <laughs>
3: right, right. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for the call, Tyler. I appreciate it, man. Uh, all right. Spunk Nasty's on one. What's up, Spunk?
1: Hey, what's up, guys? What's your question? Uh, question for JT on DV. Uh, prominent fly rider back in the day. DV, yeah. Um, yeah. So, '05, he was fly in Supercross and at Hangtown. And then the next weekend, I think at High Point, he showed up in No Fear. Does JT have any details on how or
3: why that happened? Really? He didn't, he didn't, he didn't like just leave a contract contract. I, I, I didn't no, know they,
1: they, uh, I think they mutually agreed to
2: separate. Oh, um, wow. and, and that's, you know, when I was talking earlier, this is a timely question because when I was talking earlier about trying to do something too early and not being ready, that's what happens. Um, you know, DV had high expectations as he should, right? He's winning races and, the product, in my opinion, and I was wearing it too, the product was not at the highest level comparatively across the brands. And you have a guy like D V who's super outspoken and he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks, you're gonna run into problems because you're gonna offend people and you know, people at the brand are gonna get upset and, and yeah, I just think it kind of unraveled because try to make a move too early. That that's my official opinion is the brand Just wasn't ready yet.
3: I had no idea. I thought he just wrote out his contract and then switched. Huh? Who knew? No, and it
2: was there was a glove issue. Like we (laughs) apparently, I wasn't you know. It was was a whole (laughs) deal. Just couldn't make a glove that worked for him. Couldn't do it. Couldn't. Like, he just didn't like it. Just a glove And deal. I, I think there were some pretty harsh words thrown around on both sides. Yeah, yeah. So, ba- and, yeah. so, so yeah.
3: Basie was like, "Screw you," and DV was like, "Screw you."
2: Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's yeah. how it goes. That's the long and short of it.
3: Right, right, right. Uh, hey, Eric. Uh, uh, that's what it says on the color ID, by the way. Uh, Spunk nasty. Do you want uh, an FMF uh, goggles or the Fly Racing Formula helmet?
1: I mean, I don't know how you turn down a formula helmet.
3: Well, I'm with you, except like maybe you wear another brand of helmet, and so you don't need a helmet. You know what I mean? That's why I'm with you. That's where I was saying that. Yeah,
1: I, I, I better okay. roll with the, uh, the formula if you guys are hooking it up. Oh,
3: yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, all we'll right. Stay, Thanks, stay on hold. It. We'll get you that fly racing formula helmet. All right, man. Uh, lines are full, but, JT, we don't have that much time with you. Um, Buds Creek, how, how's the weather looking?
2: It's going to rain tomorrow. Uh, No question about that. We're going to see rain tomorrow. Uh, I think it's 40% on Saturday. Uh, So, yeah, hopefully we're fine. Um, You know, this track can handle some weather. We've seen weather at this race before. So I'm I'm not super concerned. As long as we just don't get some crazy amount of rain on Friday night or Saturday morning, I think we'll be okay. But the one variable here is, you know, we're close to the ocean. It's a really humid area you could get some you know stupid thunderstorm that pops up at the wrong time and uh yeah it's it's crazy like when we were seeing you know hay bales floating down hills a few years ago that's that's what can happen at these uh you know when you start getting in summer in the south um it gets wet quickly
3: now we know you love buds creek but you also got your best ever outdoor finish fifth overall there at buds creek one year Mm -hmm. if you hadn't gotten your best ever outdoor finish would you still like this track as much how much does that result play into you loving Bud's Creek? Are you just was, being a typical it, racer here?
2: No, no. It's, it's been my favorite track since the first time I went there racing intermediate class in 1996. Okay. Uh, All right. I, I just never liked a track that much, and it really wasn't. It's not the layout. It's, it's the dirt. It's the texture of the dirt is exactly what I grew up riding. It's like a sand-clay mix. Like, and you've been to Reddick, right? You stay at Reddick. Oh, yeah. It's, it's similar to that red-orange-clay-sand mix. Um, and I rode that dirt every day of my life growing up. So I'm super comfortable in it. I'm confident in it. And when, you're, when your confidence goes up, it drags your ability up sometimes too, right? It's so mental. Um, so, like, when I would get off the plane in, you know, Washington, I would feel like a different guy just rolling <laughs> in there. So it's crazy how that works, yeah. but it, it's true.
3: Insert the Vince McMahon gif of you walking in. <laughs> in <the buds. laughs> yeah,
2: it's, but it, it's so funny, man. Guys, you know, riders are – you know, we always say they are these delicate little flowers, but it can work both, both directions. You know, you shatter that confidence and you know, everybody has no idea how to ride anymore, but if, if it goes the other way, it can drag your level up. And I always felt like I could race guys that were much better than me on Mm -hmm. that track. You know, I just, I was just better and and I could go battle with guys. I straight up beat Timmy in that second moto. Like we battled the entire moto, the second moto and I beat him. Like that's not, that's not normal behavior. Right. So, that's just a, an example of how that can go.
3: And who can forget the first moto in 03?
2: Exactly, right. I mean, that is a that is a good track for Kimmy too, right? So it just shows how of how much of an outlier my ride was that day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just a, I, I felt like I could push the limit much more there than most tracks.
3: How about Aaron Plessinger coming back this weekend? Not something I expected after seeing a kidney, a bruised kidney or liver, and then a lung or ribs. Like, good job, AP, toughing it out. He's coming back.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, he's got to be frustrated because he's been riding so well, but the results have not been there. Uh, it's It's been three or four races of really tough days. You know, it, it kind of started at Southwick with that engine problem. Then he goes to Washougal, has crashes. He crashes one moto, has a decent second moto. Then we go to Unadilla. He's riding incredibly good again, and you see what happens. So uh, he's got to be sick of riding so well and putting in all this work and not seeing any result for it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to see him there. I'm I will be surprised if he's able to push like he was at Unidoa. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. A, yeah. a healthy AP is, is always good for the series.
3: Luckily, it's not a gnarly track, right? It's not – I mean, it gets hot and humid, so if that if that strikes that the weather, is could be a plactor. But generally speaking, it's it's a decent track for, you know, it's not going to – And it's you.
2: so much different than what these guys rode last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. How they can approach it. Like, this track begs you to be aggressive. Like, it rewards – how much you know if you push harder and you get more aggressive on the throttle and you just dump the clutch this track likes that like the traction is there for that where last week you know like if you were a tightrope walker you probably would have won the race like that's just how that track was like Mm. it was balanced it was finesse it was really light inputs on the throttle and the brake where this track is like just unbridled aggression like how hard can you blow up a berm Um, and it's just a totally different approach to it so i'll be interested to see how the results reflect that like is jet as good or does he go back to maybe where he was a few weeks ago where he's getting thirds and fourths.
3: Uh Jeff's on five. Jeff, what's going on man? What's your question for uh, for Jason Thomas on the Fly Racing Moto sixty show?
4: Yeah, question
0: for jt's I had a question about Zach sure. 2. So I have a fly F two. I've been lucky enough not to reckon it, but I know I knew I need a new helmet. What's besides the outer liner, is there any difference between the CC and the C P?
2: The uh, difference between the CC and the C- CP is basically all you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: uh, yeah it's besides really just the, the
2: outer shell. liner,
1: like, it has all the same internal technology
2: stuff, the cone uh, head the very, very similar, right? So the, the the formula carbon and the formula CC are exactly the same other than the CC has a carbon composite shell versus full carbon. Okay. Dropping down okay. to the CP, you go to a polycarbonate shell, and you have dual density EPS versus the cone head. So gotcha. uh, very similar. You still get Rion, but yeah, it does step down a little bit. And, and if you don't know a ton about that stuff for people listening, like dual density is pretty much the industry standard as far as EPS. Tone a pretty nice upgrade, but just cost considerations. We, we can't use it. Um, it just, it's pretty expensive to buy. It comes out of Australia. Um, so yeah, you're, you're still getting the, the Rion, which is great, but yes, um, you are giving up a little bit of a weight disadvantage. You, you go up uh, to 3.1 pounds. Um, and yeah, you just uh, you step down to dual density EPS
0: as well.
3: You know what's funny is, uh, I so we got a new studio for the Pulp of Mech show here, and I've been uh, decorating it, and so I've got a bunch of helmets. My mm-hmm. God, are these old helmets heavy? Holy <laughs> smokes! You, yeah, you grab a showy, or I got showies. I got, I got uh, a rise. I got you just bell. They're, they're so heavy. They're all older helmets, right, from racers, and you're just like, oh my God, helmets have been well,
2: and, and so far. To be honest. To be honest the um, the helmets that are out there now you know I, I commend the industry for taking giant strides forward everybody's pushing to develop new things well, unfortunately a lot of these systems are so complex that's adding weight uh, a lot of the premium level helmets out there are the 3.4, three point four three point five range uh, which I understand is not a crazy amount but you're talking about the formulas at two point seven nine to your what 25 percent heavier like that that's a pretty big jump uh within the same premium level range so i think long term brands will find ways to continue to bring that weight down but the more complex the helmets have got they've also kind of kept that weight around too uh
3: what else jeff
0: yeah well i'm super bummed because i'm a Zaco fan and i heard these rumors about him retiring but i haven't heard a lot of elaboration on it we know he had back surgery so was that just not successful? Or no, he didn't have surgery. Going he, never, on?
3: he never had surgery. Oh, I thought he had surgery and no, he was rehabbing. No, JT, did, you, did you, something change? I don't believe he had no, surgery. No, he definitely did not have yeah, surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, oh, uh, my bad. He's he never had surgery. He wants to uh, try to make it work with you know therapy and that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I, I don't think he's racing, man. I don't think it's official. Uh, I don't know if it's 100% out there, but I would not think he's racing. So, um, you know, you'll have to uh, – Stay You're tuned, probably. I guess. Yeah, he's not really talking, right? So, uh, But I know he's told some people, like, it doesn't look good. So, mm. uh, Well, thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, Chris Kiefer coming up here on the show. Uh, JT, because you love it so much, uh, Dylan has a future headline. Uh, Dylan, what's going on? What's your future headline? Okay. It's,
2: does Justin Rodbell break into the top ten, or
1: does no. Dylan Schwartz no. – Flash his way into the top five uh, i'll
3: do uh sh- yeah schwartz top five better chance than rod bell top 10 i don't like either one though jt but if you have to pick because it's future headlines
2: i would go i would go schwartz uh being more likely uh it would take a lot right i mean that, that second moto washua he was great so he wasn't far off i think yeah what seventh or something but yeah. uh, the 450 class is really deep right now. And then you're bringing Anderson back in too this weekend. Uh, top 10's asking
3: a lot. Anderson's back? Oh, I did not know that.
2: I'm all pretty right. sure. Yeah. Well,
3: okay. All right. Um, all right. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks. I mean, for don't that. hold me to that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, thanks, Dylan. Thanks. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, still giving away the FMF goggles uh, on the uh, on the show as well. So coming up here on the Fly Racing and Motor 6 Show. Thank you to Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Max's Get, and Athena as well. Uh, all coming uh, on board uh, the show. And Fly Racing, of course. Uh, Please go to motorsport.com or go to your local dealer. Demand to see the latest and greatest from, uh, from Fly Racing. JT, before we let you go, uh, we will uh, ask you some questions. Who is going to win this weekend, both classes?
2: I think that uh, I have J-Mart as my picks on uh, my column that came out today to win. Okay. I don't really have a lot of conviction for it. Yep. But if you look at his last three rounds, he's gone 1-1-2. One, one, so it seems like he's kind of trending that way, and I think this track works for the things he does well. Um, he's been getting better starts, and I think he can be pretty aggressive on this track. 450 class, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, I've given up. As I mentioned, I've given up on on predicting what Ken Roxon's going to do. I, I just I'm out. <laughs> I quit. Uh, I but I think it's time for Dylan Ferrandis to kind of resurface. He's kind of been hanging out, but he hasn't had a really good day in a while. Yeah, um, You know, he was really fast at Millville, but the results didn't come. So I'll take I'll take, uh, take Ferrandez.
3: You know, Kenny, I, I wrote this in my column. Uh, Kenny has six moto wins to Dylan's four. And I was like, where did that come from? Like, you know, you kind of look at Dylan, and he was getting overalls early, and he was winning. And, and uh, you're like, wow, Kenny actually has six wins to, to Dylan's four, outdoor moto. Yep. So, um, yeah you know, you just, it's it's just the bad days. It's the bad days that are killing them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, man. Well, Hey, thanks for coming on JT. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Uh, you're not, you're going this weekend, right? You're going to buds. I am. Yeah. yeah. I fly
2: out in about two hours.
3: All right. We'll see you there, man. Thank you. Okay, guys. All right. Moving right on over to our next guest on the fly racing moto 60 show. Thanks to get and Athena pro taper maxis FMF vision. It's Chris Kiefer. What's up Kiefer? How are you, man?
0: Hey, guys, how are you? What's Everything happening? good over there?
3: Uh, yeah, everything's good, man. I mean, we can't get you to come up for a pulp show, so <laughs> I figure the Moto 60 is the next thing. I don't know. You can't seem to find time for us, so.
0: Uh, I miss it over there so bad. I just wish I'd be invited more.
3: You're invited whenever, um, but you just refuse to come up, so.
0: Oh boy! Well, I'm here now for the Moto 60. I'm trying to try and save some face here.
3: I was going to put you on with JT to ask you when ask him when he's going to you know ride red some more. Uh, I just didn't oh. want to go down that road though. So
0: I think it's just getting shipped back on a rig. Uh, oh really? In California. Oh yeah.
3: So yeah. what what's the what's the total rides on it? Uh, three. Does this That's, satisfy?
0: Hey, hey, to give him some credit, that is more than what you thought it was going to be.
3: Did that satisfy for Inc. testing requirements?
0: <laughs> I, it's not even so much for Inc. testing requirements. just like I thought he would maybe get a little bit more motivated to ride, and it just didn't work out. Just
3: didn't happen. <laughs>
0: Just a bit outside.
3: Uh, hey, by the way, you know what? Uh, this gentleman has been on hold the whole show, and it, br- it brings me to what I wanted to talk to you about. So let's go to okay. Jacob on three. Jacob, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Uh, you've been on hold so long, Jacob. We're going to give you the FMF goggles, okay. all right?
4: Well, I'll tell you what, Steve. Uh, it's your favorite slow-moto HRAT guy again. Oh, I yeah, to yeah. making this tendency. Yeah. Um, I'd actually like you to give it to uh, someone else since I just won one about two weeks ago. Yeah, sounds I good. To, we, I don't want to hoard it. I'd
3: very nice of you. Very it. nice of you. We will do that. So what's your question, man?
4: Uh, so my question is, with all the great riders, all the great talent, I mean, stars blowing up, are we going to see just, you know, pardon the purple rain reference, are we going to see blue rain in Supercross? I mean, is it just going to be everywhere?
3: Uh, I don't, J, We, uh, JT, Kiefer, what do you think? So we got Eli, we got Ferrandis, uh, you know. Got yeah. Mookie. I don't no, sorry, think
0: Ferrandis is going to Ferrandis yeah, not going to be as good as uh, he is in outdoors and Supercross. Obviously, I think he will. He will maybe he may win one or two, but not consistently doing as well he is outdoors. Yep. Um, Plessinger, I guess you know he's moving, so I guess we will not have to worry about that. But for sure, for me, two fifty class, you're going to see a lot yeah. out of blue bikes.
3: Yeah, a keep, lot. It'll keep going, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I think uh, I think we'll see. I mean, Tomac will be good. I don't think Tomac's going to take a step up, though. Kiefer in, like, I think he'll be good. He'll win races, but I don't look for him to be dominant.
0: Look at he, his starts are the the worst thing about his whole program, right? And I don't see that improving going to Yamaha. I just don't see it. Yeah. So um, unless they magically figure something out on the starts, because if you look back and all the Supercrosses this year. Uh Yamaha's weren't that great off the start, besides Plessinger, Plessinger is probably the best starter on that team.
3: Yeah. Uh thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks for holding on uh, holding so hey, long. Steve. What?
4: Uh if you don't mind, I just I just want to give a thank you, not to get sappy, but um I, I recently just got back into Moto and I just wanted to thank you and all your different guys for hosting all the shows. You guys are I mean, literally life changing. Like I use all the discount codes, I listen to all of it for knowledge. It's it's a big deal, yeah, so geez. I want to make sure all your guys know that they're appreciated.
3: Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for doing that. That's what it's all about, right? Trying to entertain and, and, and trying to help you save some money. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Kiefer. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, things like that just really brighten your day.
0: I love it. I love to get texts from you during the day. I love to hear that. It's awesome. Uh,
3: okay. So uh, he was talking about Blue Crew uh, at yeah. at Supercost. So. I wanted to run this stat by you. Thanks to my buddy, Clinton Fowler, uh, Kiefer. Yamaha has it. Yamaha has the most points out of any OEM in both classes for the Nationals this year. How about that? Blue Crew Riders, most points in 250s. Probably not a shock, uh, but most points in 450s as well.
0: Yeah, see, that really doesn't shock me. I don't know. I guess because i look at it this way like obviously there's a lot of 250 guys riding yamahas outside of star uh, especially privateers mm-hmm. and then you have some quality guys that are within the top 20 that choose a yz 450 so um yeah i mean i would i would venture to say that is probably one of the best production bikes there is so why would you want to ride one of those
3: bikes okay all right fair enough another question for uh on online one from aaron uh aaron what's your question here
4: uh, my, in my life? You are. Oh, uh, man, I, I was just wondering, I just downloaded the app, and said you're live. Um, I just, I just got a dirt bike and I just wanted to see if you guys have like a, like a podcast I can listen to, to learn how to ride it better and like what kind of gear to get. Just
3: things uh, like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kiefer, you oh. know any podcasts about that?
0: Man, there is a good one called the Kiefer Tested Podcast that covers anything that you would need from it. if you're a beginner that's where you go so same place you get this the show is the same place you get the key tested shows so go there
3: yeah uh, Kiefer okay. does Kiefer does weekly pods on gear on bikes on riding technique uh there's Kiefer. Uh, yeah Kiefer ink testing k-e-e-f-e-r and okay. go back and and like and so just go back and look at the you know descriptions for the older shows right and mm-hmm. and you know, there'll be a lot of stuff in there so um okay you know what i mean so yeah just do that man Uh, we're gonna help you out though we're gonna give you some goggles to get riding all right there
4: you go oh wow no way yeah that's awesome
3: yeah it's it's that simple so
4: i actually i was gonna go to the store uh, where i bought my bike and uh, buy some gear this weekend but that's that's awesome
3: you don't need goggles now because we're gonna give you some fmf (laughs) goggles all right so stay on hold and uh, we'll get your information. Thanks for calling, buddy. Thank you, man. Enjoy that's cool. Thanks, man. No problem. I appreciate problem. it. And that's what we do here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Make dreams I'm happen.
0: I'm so not wired for the Moto 60 Show because I want to talk to the guy about which bike he has, but I got to hold myself back. No, we got to go. Minutes.
3: Yeah, we, yeah. Nobody cares. We got to go. Uh, <laughs> Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Get an Athena FMF Vision Maxis Pro Taper. Chris Kiefer on board with us. Uh, Kiefer, what uh, what bikes have you been riding lately? What's been going on for you?
0: Uh. A lot have been going on right now, so 22 is off and running. Um, Kawasaki was this week. Uh, Honda, just picked up Honda, so we're going to do that next week. Uh, tomorrow we have YZ254.50, and then I just picked up Husqvarna's this morning, so whew, we are uh, in full swing right now. Yeah. And uh, since you are up my ass about shootouts, I think we're going to do shootouts again.
3: No way. You're going to do shootouts.
0: Yep, and the only requirement to do the shootouts, even though you're blue crew, I feel like you need to be part of this.
3: I don't know, man. I, I'd like to. I think uh, I would like to. Yes, but I'd be I, great at it. I feel like people would be like, "What? what you know, Mathis is a blue crew shill." Like, you know, so.
0: Yeah, but I think you're well rounded enough that you can bring out the finer points in other bikes as well.
3: Well, I think I'm not scared to call it like right. I see it. You know what I mean? I think- but I don't know if other people yes. would would realize that. So.
0: So, yeah, that's what's been going on right okay. now. We've got a lot of that stuff going on, and um, so a lot so, yeah, that'll of, continue for next month.
3: A lot of people are excited about the Factory Edition KTMs. When are they dropping?
0: Factory Edition KTMs will be in our hands end of December, early January, because they have to have those so many of those here before um, Supercross starts.
3: And, and, they're, exci- so, and they're excited because they're all new, right? These things are going to be... The model,
0: yeah. So, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. uh, frame is different, engine is different. Um, most of the, the bike is all new. There is a couple things that'll be interchangeable, but uh, man, from what I've heard, uh, man, it is really high tech, a um, lot more options for the rider, and pretty much also engines could be swapped from bike to bike. Oh, so if you had a 450, mm-hmm. you can just put that in the 250 cradle, like it. Yep. There's no differences. So that's, uh, yeah, and I heard they even lost more weight. So it's going to be something to see.
3: Well, uh, good luck taking down Blue Crew. Orange Brigade. And I've heard. What?
0: uh, I've also heard there will be another factory edition from another brand before the year is out.
3: Yeah, Cowie. I think we've already broken that news. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cowie's coming out with one, right? I would assume so, yeah. Okay. Uh, Hey, Keefer, a couple things uh, to talk to you about. First up, JB re-signs with Moto Concepts uh after a year at McKoff uh or a couple couple years away I should say I went to factory Honda before that what do you make of that move for for JB I
0: mean it's smart right he uh I heard you and JT talking about it and I think you guys kind of mentioned this but you can't just come back to a team that you were already on if you were weren't a good dude right, right. so yep. first and foremost I think he has a good name in the industry so I think he can come back to teams he doesn't burn bridges um he's, you know, of course at the end the tail end of his career, we thought he would retire this year. Um, he knows what he's getting out of Tony, uh, Genova and of course the engine builder Chad. He he knows he's very familiar with Chad and his engine. So I think it's his safe place, you know, so to speak. So
3: it's his safe space. Yeah.
0: It's his safe space because this year it's it was a he was a little bit out of his uh his wheelhouse a little bit with a different engine builder and um, you, you know, he had a bad crash this year because of... Yeah, he had uh, some mechanicals, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, so I think uh you know, as you get older, you start having in the back of your mind, like, hey, I want to be safe, but yet I still want to race and be competitive, and I think Moto Concepts is that spot for him.
3: Uh, what do you make of uh, I've, this is a little bit older news, but Shane McElrath signs with the RM uh, ATV KTM team. What's your take on that?
0: Honestly, I think that's a really smart move by those guys. I think as you know in our industry we uh we forget about people real quick, but we also uh you don't look back in the results here a couple like, two, three years ago, um Supercross is a very solid rider and people forget how good he is outdoors. He's won motos, he's won races outdoors. So um, I think he will be in that Savachi area if is still around, but I think he'll be that guy and maybe a little bit better in Supercross. So to me, it makes sense. They probably signed him for not that much money, and another great guy, another good dude that uh, doesn't complain a lot, gets the job done, trains hard, and uh, yeah, to me, it's uh, it's an easy easy pick for those dudes over there.
3: Yeah, um, I just I hope his back's fixed, right? I think, right? Yeah, so he actually got his fix. I think, unlike oh, okay. Zach.
0: Um, so from what I've talked to him, you know, I've seen him around the tracks here, he, he says he doesn't have that much pain. Obviously, there's still some stiffness within his back. But, yeah. um, I mean, everyone knows that rides, man. Like, back is a huge part of it. You you seat bounce one thing, you could really jack it up. So you got to have a strong back.
3: One thing uh, that's funny about you to me, it's not really funny, but one thing I, I laugh about you is, you watch guys ride, and, you know, it's almost like porn for you uh, to watch riders <sighs> ride on the track. And, and, like, I mean, I can, I can watch him be like, oh, my God, that's ripping. That's amazing. And you just take it to another level. So knowing this, Kenny at Unadilla. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I've already dissected all this.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So watching that, you're, th- this is your porn right there. That, that, that track was brutal, uh, and he, yeah. just, he was just amazing.
0: Yes. So I promised Tits i keep it PG-13 on the show. So. Oh, you
3: did? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yes.
0: Yeah. So uh, to go with that, I I watched Kenny. Um, I watched Kenny's Motos two times. Um, one time Saturday, the next day, Sunday, I laid in bed and watched it on my computer. And everyone knows technically Kenny is insane. You have a track that's technical, ready, um, I wouldn't even say slow. Like, let's say Unadilla. Unadilla, I've raced Unadilla. I'm sorry, I rode Unadilla the day after the race one year to ride some factory bikes. And it is so difficult to ride. So this makes sense why Kenny is so good. He keeps his feet on the pegs. I looked at every corner. There was only two corners on this track that were 180s. So the 180 corners are the tight corners where you – most likely have to put your feet out. But if you watch Kenny around this track, he leaves his feet on the pegs. He can keep momentum that way because most of the corners at Unadilla are flowing um 90 degree corners. There's a couple, no, I said two 180 degree corners that required you to put your feet out. Every other rider that I saw sticks their foot out and that that little bit you lose a little bit of time. Um so go back, if people are listening to this, go back and watch him. He leaves his feet on the pegs. He sweeps his corners. The way he comes into his corners is so much better than the other guys. You watch him. Before the mechanics row, there's this corner um, that is a 180. He goes to the outside. It's like the rut has been, hasn't been been used since practice. It's, it's rock hard the ruts below this rut were all muddy and, and soft mm-hmm. and he could carry so much momentum so that's all it is it's just him thinking outside the box a little bit him keeping his feet on the pegs and he's so good with his balance that's why you see him kill everybody at, at unadilla because it's like a slot car race i've never been in a rut longer than i have in you do it. <laughs> yeah, you're, on rut.
3: You're, you're in there forever dude, dude. yeah you're in the, for a straightaway
0: one corner and then the next straightaway for a long time so um, to watch Kenny ride something like that, man, it's just it. To keep it PG, it does get me a little excited. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you for keeping it that way. Uh, what? Um, why can't he do that more often? Like, look, Washugal he was so, sick. You know what I mean? And, and I get right. it. And Unadilla and, Una-Dill and Washugul are, are totally different tracks. You watch something like that. And you're just like, yeah. why, you know, obviously to go one, one and, and do all of that is pretty amazing. But Jesus, you just, why can't he ride a little bit like that all the time? Right. Yeah. I think
0: listening to you guys earlier, JT's right. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling, right? So when JT went to Bud's Creek, he got excited. He, he's amped up for it. It puts you in this mood. Um, Kenny knows he rides, Unadilla well, he knows that dirt. I heard him say that that dirt is similar to what he grew up riding. So he already knows in the back of my mind, like I'm comfortable, so he can just lay down those fast laps quick. Fast forward this weekend to Buds Creek, what JT said, you're gonna watch guys give hands full of throttle early in the corner, blow up corners, it's soft there. You can rail these these fluffy berms or not so much rups, they kind of form into some berms. And Kenny, it doesn't matter how the track changes, you watch him ride. His throttle hand is the same no matter what track he, he rides. So right. Kenny will leave his throttle hand, and he he's just smooth on the throttle. You watch Ferrandis; He wants to murder every freaking corner. Like, he just wants to kill it. And Kenny just simply doesn't ride that way. It's more efficient, and it's better. But I think sometimes when it comes down to just putting your balls on that gas cap and just ripping corners and doing that for 30 plus 2 – Ferrandis just seems to keep that going in that moto longer than Kenny. So I think certain tracks just suit certain types of dudes, and I think this weekend we'll see. I think we'll see the Yamahas do a little bit better. Yep. softer dirt. Um, Ferrandis is more aggressive. So I just feel like um, Kenny's still going to be good. He's going to podium. But yeah. I just think Ferrandis is going to be really good. This you
3: know week. what? You know what's crazy is you talk to other guys, other riders, and they're like, dude, you don't even know Kenny's behind you. He's no. just stealth. It's 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 low RPMs. It's it's third fourth gear, you know, and they don't even and, know it. Yeah.
0: And that's what I guess that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You watch his videos, you watch him ride, and I've seen so many times here in California like his throttle hand is so smooth. You can't hear the motor, but yet he's half throttle. He, and and even Lars told me this. He's like when they do telemetry on the guy, yeah. he's like, "Dude, he's never more than half throttle." Like it's just because he's efficient with where he puts his bike on the track. Yeah. He's not up in the fluff. He's just down below it, you know? Just not up in the so, fluff. Not up in the fluff.
3: <laughs> Chris Kiefer here on the Fly Racing Moto sixty show. Uh get an Athena, FMF Vision, Pro Taper Maxis. By the way, uh I mean I was gonna plug your, your line of gear at FXR, but it's probably all gone by now, right? Well, there's a few sizes, but yeah, a lot okay. of sizes are gone. I guess Chiz is debuting it this weekend, I heard. Is he running it? Or maybe next weekend. One of these races. Chiz is what we're He was running. trying to reach out for a
0: Pulp Kiefer ink collab race, but uh, he said he didn't hear back from you. Yeah. Uh, no, he did.
3: He, oh, okay. He just didn't hear back from me as far as, like, let's do it. But, yeah. I just, oh, got it. I, I, we, we, I'd like to. Um, by the way, we were talking about JB and riding for two different teams uh, yeah. and how rare that is and how he did it twice with Factory Honda and he did it with uh, MCR. Well, he also did it with JGR. I, I got confirmation from JB. So JB has ridden for three teams twice. That is a record. I'm sure about that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah, and that, and that, that's exactly that's what I was saying. It, right. it goes hand in hand with if you're a good dude or not,
3: right? Right, right. Um, absolutely. Hey, so I wanted to quickly before we before we go a couple things. Max Voland uh, career best finish at Unadilla, fifth place, uh, and good for Max. Uh, I think he's been solid this year outdoors.
0: Yeah, he has. And I think that's directly, um, should be owed to his dad. Um, been around them a little bit and his dad makes him ride different style tracks. He's not pigeon to you know, these SoCal tracks, um, I, it makes sense now that you just said that, that he did so well at Unadilla. Um, a lot of the tracks he had up in NorCal where he's from, is kind of like a Unadilla where it's up in the hills and long ruts and things. So, uh, uh, I like. I just like the way they're going about doing it. They're not rushing Max. Max hasn't been in some of these tracks before, so he's getting his feet wet. Um, Talon doesn't pressure him. KTM isn't pressuring him, and they're just letting them do his thing this year. And just if you look inside of their program, Talon knows when to back off, know when to push. Um, it's just a different outlook than you, you get most of the time with other trainers and dads and so forth. So. For me, I think it's the right approach. Get some top 10s this year, mm-hmm. um, stay safe, and then when Supercross get ready for testing, then he's going to know exactly what he's going to be getting himself into. And I don't see him winning next year either. I just see him podium, a lot of podiums. But, I mean, I think that's what you have to do nowadays. Everyone's so damn good. Just stay safe and, and, and I
3: build. Just, I just hope, and I have no idea what the expectations are, I just hope that the results and the riding are good enough for, for Red Bull KTM. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that, that's very true.
3: That kind of stuff. Like, you know, these teams don't fool around, right? I obviously, you know, he's going back next year. I'm not saying that. But, but then in the year, you know what I mean? How's, how's it going, right? So um, that's so all.
0: Let me ask you a question. Yes. So you're Red Bull KTM. You've seen the results and you've seen um, these riders. Do so you have to pick, you know, you have Moseman or you have Voland, and you only have room for one of them, which one would you go with?
3: Well, I go Mosman because I, I, Mosman's a better rider as far as the results, right? Mosman can win. Uh, he hasn't, but he can. Uh, and he can certainly podium. Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. Consistency, so, right? Right.
3: But, but Mosman's been hurt, too. Um, so there is that. There, well, I guess Volan got hurt in Supercross. So. Um, yeah, I just hope they're patient with him. Um, hey, on Monday night, uh, myself and David Villeman got into a debate over uh, Dylan Schwartz and uh, Cody Schock. And mm-hmm. and their results and who you would hire for a 250 ride, which of these guys mm-hmm. you would rescue from Privateer Island. Um, D- DV was sticking strong with Schwartz. I went shock. Anton was waffling. Uh, and then we printed out some lap times. Then DV looked at how close shock was to Kenny. And somehow that swayed him, and he started saying that was pretty impressive, so then maybe he was leaning towards shock. But if you, uh, Chris Kiefer, had a team, and you had to give one guy the ride, what, what what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I'd go Cody, um, simply because, and I've said this before, it's, it's been a while, I'm not saying it never happens, but it's been a while that we've seen a rider improve um, outdoors and in as much as he has in one year. Mm-hmm. You, you watch his riding style. There is so much upside to it. I mean, he has a, a flowy, smooth style, but yet can ride really aggressive. Um, he has a good head on his shoulders, and he can ride a 450 well. So we know this already about him. So dropping down to a 250, to me, would be an easier transition for that kind of guy. If he had an engine, that was good. Uh, to me, the upside for Cody is a lot more than Dylan. Dylan has been very good this year, and don't get me wrong. But I just see uh, more potential right now, at least this year, in, in Cody. So, mm-hmm. um, gosh, a top ten right now in this stage of, of the game outdoors is is damn impressive. And he's he's been there for a duration of time. It's not just one or two races like – He's been right there for the whole series, right?
3: And also, um, so what DV was saying too, and you would you would know this too because you're you're at the tracks all the time. DV said he saw Schwartz at all these local California tracks for a long time, just do motos, duck behind Dylan, you know, kind of keep up with Dylan on 250 class, just you know, motos late in the day, all the stuff that DV liked to see for Dylan Schwartz. Mm-hmm. So, right, you probably saw yeah, and, that too. And-
0: yeah, and he has. He's just always out there on Tuesday at Glen Helen. He was doing the same thing, grinding, putting in, putting in the work. And uh, people shouldn't talk crap about the Suzuki, man. That thing is fast.
3: Yeah, so. you know what? I'm guilty of that, too. But I've also said a couple times, we need to stop that. Twisted does their motors. I thought Troll Train's bike was pretty good, uh, JGR. Twisted, these bikes have looked good. You know what I mean? Like, yep. are, are they a Yamaha? Yep. No, they're not. Are they on par with probably the KTM and gas gases? Probably. Or close. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that, it's my guess, I would assume Schwartz's bike is faster than a Chaparral Honda.
3: Yeah, I would agree. Yep. So, um, All right, Kiefer. Well, man, like I said, hopefully one day you can do the Pulp Show. We don't know. Um, you, you can't seem to find time for us. I asked you to come up with Phil. You said you didn't want to hog the, co-star, the co-host uh, spotlight. Then I asked you to come up after that. You said you're in Colorado, and then now you've never given me any other dates. So...
0: Yeah. I just uh, I gotta make time I gotta make time for those guys that wanna get in there and just be around you, Steve. I don't wanna bombard those guys. So um I'll be there.
3: Okay. We'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there when it's <laughs> time. We'll get there we'll when get it's there time. time. <laughs> oh, by the way too, uh when are the Vietnam Vic shirts available? Right away or, or what are we? Oh yeah, they can uh
0: right now take in pre orders with Heather. So Heather at keepering dot com okay. and uh, they'll be available
3: in the next week. Oh well, fantastic. A limited run of Vietnam Vic shirts. Uh, you okay back there? <laughs> yeah, okay back there. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. I'm sure I'll text with you later today. Thanks, man. Yeah, have fun at Buds. All right, right, will do. That's Chris Keith, for everybody, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Tits, uh, another just fantastic performance by you. It's a banger today. Just man. coming in. Yeah just yeah
4: fantastic answering, answering calls sending messages
3: the whole thing the whole thing, the it's, whole it's, thing. it's been great yeah. thanks to keeper thanks to jt for coming on the fly moto 60 show thank you fmf vision maxis throw taper get and athena four more to go see you next week